Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. This is Jessica Palmer of Jessica Palmer Official. I'm a breakthrough coach and personal development specialist. I'm all about helping people ditch existing mode, survival mode, and activate what I call thrive mode. So I've created this podcast in accordance with my mission, which is to create collective change through conversation and remarkable transformational experiences. So grab a coffee, grab a wine, whatever, whatever you like at all. And I hope you enjoy this transmission. Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. Ah, I've got my co-host, baby Nessie, and she's being really talkative, so you're probably going to hear her talking a lot. Hopefully she goes to sleep. That's the goal. But I have a beautiful guest um, who I recently met, um, and we hit it off, (laughs) and her phone's just going off. But I'm super excited to welcome um, the beautiful Belinda. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I'm honoured. I know. To be in the presence of both you and baby Ness. Thank you. Well, Mm. we we are very excited. (laughs) I think the work that you do is is important for all people. Mm. To get an understanding of, to to just have those deep connections. So before we get started, mm. would you be able to explain a little bit about what you do and why you do it? Mm. Um, I'll start with the, the why. So <laughs> why I do the work that I do is layered. Um, ultimately, I believe that if we all have a deeper understanding of the ways that we can create more intimacy within our lives um, in many different dimensions and particularly with with ourselves, then we can move into much more of a space of wholeness and integration of all of those parts so that we can step forward in our lives more into who we are meant to be Mm. as opposed to coming from a sense of um, displacement or brokenness or disconnection. Mm. And that to me is what intimacy is about it's like a reconnection and it's an ability mm. to commune and communicate with all of these different parts of who you are and and what you want to deliver and bring to the world you know what you're actually here for and um another layer to that a more personal layer to that for me is that it comes back to women particularly set the ethos for families um in most respects, and that's no disregard to the man's role in the family at all. It's just the way things seem to happen. And we, we do have this position and we do have this power available mm. to us. And I think a lot of us need to step more into this sense of wholeness and integration of ourselves and our whole being in order to be better leaders in yes. our families. And so for 100%. me, it's a generational thing that we all need to start getting much more literate in these ways of intimacy and connection and moving forward from there Mm. how did you get into this work (laughs) like that's like I want to know the journey like how did you get here yeah (laughs) so well it's a lifelong journey I mean I've done many different things outside of this journey that apparently have nothing to do with it I mean I've got a background in fine art in design my first degree out of uni was economics Um, I've got an education degree, I've got all of these things that I was trying on the outside of my life. But the central running themes were 
the themes around what it means to be a woman in this world, what it means to mm. come forth at this time and this place of where we are and just be like what is that yeah and why am I here in a woman's body what are the experiences I've had as a woman in this and many of those were dysfunctional experiences they were experiences of disappointment and powerlessness and not feeling good enough simply for being a woman mm. um, and not finding that or not being handed that place at birth you know instead yeah. of that at birth I was kind of handed this shame of being a female and I know it's changing mm. through generations but for me, that, that was kind of what I saw modelled to me yeah. for, for most women was a sense of powerlessness and dissatisfaction and inability to be really heard and seen mm. in their own lives, like not having a sense of importance in their own lives. So that running theme in the background was part of why I never really found success in these other areas because this was my real lesson, this was my real yes. workshop in life was to go through these processes and mm. and learn how to love being who I am. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And like it's funny that you say about like things that weren't necessarily, you know, on the same path, like a lot of the jobs, the degrees that you had. But of course, like all skills are transferable. Mm. So I'm sure it supports you in, I mean, really you are an educator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I, I have a little resistance to that. Um, yeah. I think I see a lot of ways people are educating out there and teaching from a place of guruism and a place uh, of trying yeah. to insist that they're fixing or healing someone yeah. else or they've got all the answers. And, and so I've got a little yeah. resistance that shit pisses me off yeah, yes totally. yeah when you're like i know everything and i am perfect yeah. and this is this is the best thing in the world my thing is way better than yours yeah it's like shut up, <laughs> shut up. just stop just freaking stop yeah i am not broken no um. when like people are broken we just need to give them the opportunity and the space to find the answers within themselves. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so that's why I prefer the concept of being a facilitator or a Beautiful. potentially even a guide in a way. Mm, I love Just, that. But a guide to helping you back into yourself as opposed to telling you my beliefs or my, you know, I, I'm happy to share my perspectives and express what's true for me, but I also don't expect you to have to take that on or to mm. become another version of me in order to, yes. for me to feel good or for me to feel like I've offered you some value or creative. I think that piece is you. really, really key because mm. there's a lot of people that will listen that most people that listen are like coaches, healers, practitioners. And the thing that pisses me off a lot about the industry is the tellingness of mm. it all. Mm -hmm. We're not here to tell. Mm. Like if you're someone that's, that's telling just stop stop right now enough <laughs> enough is enough oh sorry see, see? even even baby nessie's Nessie upset agrees. about it she even she agrees mm -hmm. but it really is that um you know like you said it's a facilitation of self-discovery self-connection so i'd love to know a little bit more um about you know these layers of intimacy um you know what, what are the common things that that come up that you hear Mm. So when it comes to intimacy, I think the main focus of the way I'm working at the moment is working with women around their sense of not feeling seen or heard mm. within their own. Like 
there's this sense of loneliness that exists within a lot of relationships and you know this is the place where you feel like you should Mm. be most understood and most adored and admired and allowed to be who you are because we're set up to believe that that's the case Mm. yeah well a lot of people go into relationships for different reasons but it's usually not for the reason of growth and expansion and being there for doing your own work and mm. sharing that with another as opposed to having someone fill the gaps for you or you filling the gaps for them. Yeah. And so depending on why you're in the relationship in the first place, um, it's really going to create a, I guess, an environment of support that... So there, there's five main areas that... Uh, we need as children and as adults in order to feel really fully loved and seen and one of those is allowing which is when you are allowed to be who you are Hmm. um, and behave the way that you behave so that um, there's that sense of freedom Hmm. and I think within a lot of relationships there isn't that there's these unconscious agreements where you're mm. expected to <laughs> unconscious agreements yes everyone everyone's just stop for one second Un- do you have any unconscious agreements that are happening right now <laughs> yes yeah mm. yeah and that's it's the kind of thing that we often go well if if you just don't mention that thing because you know it bothers me when you mention it and then I won't mention that thing because I know you know, then we can just stay where we are and as we are and we can be the same person for the rest of our relationship and then we'll all be happy. Yeah. And oh, the codependency of it all. So not true. No. And, <laughs> and we, um, we come to these places where it's like, but I want to grow and I want to expand and I want to have this freedom and I want to be able to be who I am. And then we bump up against these walls that exist within the relationship and we no longer get to be who we are. And so then we feel unseen. You know, there's lots of ways to get to this point of unseen as well throughout the other four areas. But um, feeling unseen and unheard and unfelt is the opposite from the sense that we want when mm. we talk about relationship, when we go into a space of love and partnership. Mm. Does that answer your question? It does. And I have another question for you because I know it's one that people will be thinking a lot about. Mm. Um, what is your take on, on like soulmates, twin flames? Like what what are your thoughts on that? Mm. Um, ooh, which direction do I go? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, I don't think I have major objections to twin flame, soulmate. Like I love... I love the sense of magic that we can bring into our lives and into our relationships because what is life if we don't have a sense of meaning Hmm. that makes us feel amazing, you know? And I can't imagine being with anyone other than my partner and having that same kind of feeling and connection and Hmm. understanding and, and magic, you know? So... I feel like there there is someone for everyone and we can be we can have our perspective skewed on who that someone is based on our the ways we were loved as a child and therefore want to be loved as an adult the experiences that we've had like potentially traumas or other um, the expectations that we have of what a relationship looks like or should be mm. um, and then the physiology of our bodies so mm. um, 
things, traumas get trapped within our nervous systems and we essentially go through little loops and there's, there's mm. little sticking points where things have happened that we've held onto that have become traumas, which then influence what um, feels like home to us. Mm. And essentially what we're all looking for in a partnership is a place that feels like home. Yeah. 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 Yes, definitely. Where you feel, you feel really held. Mm. Mm. And if that, if that version of love to us looked like trauma or some level of violence or control, then we will often go and replicate that mm. in a relationship. And so we end up in these patterns within our partnerships and we, and we wonder why <laughs> we wonder why and so we need to look at what the the root causes of those are like what our blueprint for intimacy is what our blueprint mm. for desires of love are and when we can look at the underlying stuff the surface level stuff doesn't happen the same way anymore and so that's the work that i tend to focus on the most is those emotional and physiological underpinnings of the ways that we mm. attract and um, seek intimacy Mm, so beautiful and for those of you who are listening um you know a question that i just want to kind of throw out there is like what is your definition of love so for me asking people this question you know well what is your definition of a healthy relationship what is your definition of whatever it is usually my three core ones are success health and happiness Mm. but in this case it's well what is your actual definition of love Mm. what is your um definition of a powerful beautiful healthy relationship like what is that so i'm just going to leave that with you guys and then belinda what what's your definition Mm. of love um do you mind if i answer my definition of intimacy yeah yes Um, please so intimacy to me like when people talk about intimacy they're often talking about either sexual intimacy or um, emotional intimacy and so Mm. they'll be we, when we first talk about intimacy, people assume sex. Yes. Like it's a, yeah. a more kosher word for sex. Um, however, um, what they're usually asking for is an emotional intimacy. So a sense mm. of really being, feeling deeply connected in an emotional way where they're supported and loved for everything they feel and believe. Um, however, there's another nine types of intimacy out there as well. And the running theme through all intimacy is the way that I feel and view it is that it's a sense of communion. It's a sense of Mm, communication with these different elements and different aspects. And it's a way of feeling understood. Um, And especially it's like a, it's almost like an exclusive understanding. Mm. Like there's this sense of um, this is uniquely me and this is uniquely what I um, can be seen on and loved for mm, that's so beautiful so beautiful so you know there's a lot of different types of relationships that can occur so there's you know obviously like unmarried people married people you know open relating so can you kind of talk on some of these different things like what are your thoughts on you know do we just do what we feel is right for us or what is what do you think that looks like um i don't think there's many other choices in life than to do what feels right and aligned for us um and i think um 
there are, you know, there's many different types of people, there's many different types of dynamics available to all of us. And what fulfills you, what gives you that sense of fulfillment is where you're going to go anyway. So there's no point putting any kind of judgment around what the label is or what it looks like on the surface. Because if it's what inspires your soul and fulfills you, Mm. um, the only thing to look for is if in choosing that particular type of relationship, you're avoiding something, then potentially, you know, it's not giving you the truth and you're still not going to feel seen. You're still Mm. not going to feel full. Going to have that growth. Yeah. You're still going to have that conflict within you because you're following a path of moving away from something instead of towards what really drives and inspires you so Mm. for example if you're in a like for for example say you're homosexual and you move into a heterosexual relationship because that's what's expected of you you're never going to feel fully fulfilled or loved Mm. or or like your soul is being nourished in the way that you really truly desire and Mm. you know we've seen the results of this in so many different ways and so many people just becoming completely disconnected from Mm. their truth because they can't ask for what they really want. Yeah. And I feel that's absolutely ripe. Especially, yeah. you know, it's yeah. for everyone, but especially women are taught how not to ask for the, what they want. And it's one of the, you know, until we can ask for what we want, we can't be honest with ourselves. And until we can be honest with ourselves, we can't be truly connected with who we really are because we're just still disowning parts of ourselves. Mm. And until we own all of ourselves, we're not in a place of wholeness. And we can't move forward into exactly what we're here for and mm. the full expression of who we are. Mm. And how do we become aware of what we're disowning within ourselves so that we can step into that full expression? Okay. My very easiest, biggest clues are judgments mm. and triggers. Mm. So if you hear yourself judging someone, that's usually a place within yourself that you're judging yourself Mm. which means that you are not fully owning that part of yourself if you're triggered by someone's behavior or attitude in a certain way that is also a very clear indication that that's a place that you're not owning within yourself as well or a behavior that you're not owning within yourself and i mean fundamentally anytime you're saying i am insert anything here or I am not insert something here Mm. you're creating some kind of persona or mask yeah that is a definite which takes you away from just being the I am in the middle yeah and so although that's that's gone a few layers deeper and that's you know not necessarily the place to start judgments and triggers are easy Mm. easy easy clues because they show you exactly where you are still holding resistance to owning that part of yourself loving that part of yourself because we're all everything we all have capacity for everything we all have those different versions of ourselves which are you know say you prefer to be passive rather than aggressive because that was where safety was for you when you were younger Mm. moving into a space of aggression you might resist people who have any kind of aggression because you haven't owned that part of yourself yet Mm. but we need that energy yes if i didn't have the energy of aggression how would i grab my kid from walking on the road when there's a car coming you know how would i have access to that part of me yeah and when we're suppressing parts of ourselves we're literally suppressing our energy we're suppressing our power to move in that direction Mm. and so we 
own all of it, we love all of it, we integrate all of it into who we are, and we have this wholeness and this power, and that's all healing is. That's all yeah. people are looking for. Yeah. It's not brokenness, it's just shut down parts. Yes. Now for people that um, they're like, okay, I'm feeling the call and the urge to start being my fullest expression in my relationship, and maybe they've, they've never done that before. They've never done it before. Um, you know, some of the objections that they might have, or, or not really objections, but fears that come up for them are like, but maybe I won't be accepted. Like, what if they don't love me anymore? Mm. Um, you know, what are your, how do you respond to, to that sort of thing? Mm. Um, the fear of not being loved for a part of ourselves come from, partly comes from one, not having felt that before that you've been validated in that part of yourself before by someone else and two, not really validating that part of yourself within yourself. Mm. And so if, if it's too hard or too painful to move straight into offering that to someone else, offer it to yourself first and give yourself, you know, you could even, you could even go in the opposite direction to start with and look at um, objections that people would have about that part of you Mm. And then work from there and go, okay, well, how can I be okay with that? How can I be okay with that? How can I be okay with that? And, and rather than trying to force anything, go into a place of like radical self-forgiveness, you know, Beautiful. really appreciate these things about, about you and, and look for the gift in it. Because mm. for everything that we have been rejecting, it, it came from some misalignment or misunderstanding, mistruth, yes. because there is no part of you that's not lovable. Mm. and anywhere you think there's a part of you that's not lovable you're misunderstanding something wow so you need to go and, and find the truth that's underneath it all and sometimes you might have to rewrite the story of what you learned at that time but there's mm. always a mistruth mm. and so it's all a process of re-loving these parts of ourselves and having the support of someone else as yeah. well to validate that can also happen first mm. you know, sometimes feeling the love of someone else when you're in that state can make it okay and then you can learn to love that so it's mm. not I, I definitely relationship to self is at the center of everything and it is the only relationship there is in the end yes yes and we can only do so much on our own so all these people who are saying you must love yourself first it's very very true and with the support of others you can learn to love yourself more as well so it's not an exclusive mm. thing we're not here alone that's so beautiful and like i've experienced that firsthand with like you know choosing to go i'm going to be in a relationship with myself mm. and then my, I, I thought oh my god my husband is he's just gonna leave me like that this is the story that I had in my like mm. if I become too powerful he's 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 not he's going to reject that it's yeah. not he's not going to like it and it was basically a lie because then when I did it it wasn't there was a tiny bit of resistance at first because it was like hey hang on a second what's going on here the dynamic slightly changed mm. but then he was like okay cool this is great like now we can communicate more effectively yeah perfect. yeah and it was just a lie that it was just one of those stories. It was just in stories. So sometimes it's not even true. Mm. Sometimes yeah. it's not. 
And sometimes it is. And sometimes it is. And sometimes it is. And yeah. would you rather live in the lie and close yourself down and yeah. keep yourself in a, in a path that moves towards illness and dissatisfaction? Or would you rather find out the truth yeah. and give yourself freedom? Yes. And I was willing to, to accept like my marriage coming to an end if that's what it was. Because it was like my relationship to myself, especially once you become a mum, you're like, oh... If that's what I want for my children, then I better be doing that for myself. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, definitely experienced that firsthand. Mm. Mm. So there is, there's always an element of risk in intimacy. Mm. You've got to have the willingness to have that little bit of risk. And you don't have to do major risks all the time. It's little risks. Do little risks all the time. Little risks every day. Risk telling someone you love them. Risk telling mm. someone that you're annoyed at them yeah you know yeah but there's a little risk and and also you know tell someone you're annoyed but don't make it theirs it's still your annoyance yeah it's good but the little bit of risk towards honesty i, get, I promise you it's worth it every time mm. so interesting a little bit of risk and it's almost like when you said that i was like part of me was like excited about it <laughs> like not just like ah we've got the risk i was like Oh, I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It can be fun. It, like, it yeah. brings newness. And, and that's the thing. We always want to grow. Our souls always want to grow as humans. Mm. And we don't do that by staying the same. And so the little bit of risk towards newness and the not waking up next to someone every day and assuming they're the same person every day and trying yeah, to hold so them true. to that. So but true. risk being, you know, a little bit more, a little bit less, or a little bit over here, or a little bit of, you know, mm. whatever is real in that time. Mm. Mm. I love that. It's been so good to have you here. Now mm. I have a final segment. Okay. Yes. Um, so it's called the final fours. Right. So I have a series of four questions that I'm going to ask you that mm. I ask um, every, every guest that I have okay. come on. So the, the first question is, what is your definition of spirituality? My definition of spirituality. Yeah. So the spiritual is, it's the real. It's the unchanging truth that is mm. underneath everything. And when I say, when I said before about getting to the truth that's underneath it and getting to the, um, you know, we've, there's always a mistruth if there's no love there. Mm. that's where the spiritual is it's the truth that's underneath it all it's the universal unchanging that really um, gives the sense of magic in mm. life like to me, to me that's what it feels like it just feels wow. like the way the magic comes in and, and you can have these these mm. constant little excitements in your life that's when I feel like I'm connected to the spiritual oh, that's so beautiful mm. The second question is, if you could ask the powers that be, God, source, universe, nature, I don't know what that is for you, but whatever it is, one question, and you're going to get the answer. What is the question? Oh, oh this is hard. Um, Just one question. One question. <laughs> How do we get to know you better? Wow. Mm. Nobody's said that before. That's interesting. Wow. Wow. Mm. Third question. What do you think happens when we die? When we die? Mm. Um, I don't know. Do we die? Um, I feel 
like we just change forms into a different type of energy like there are so mm. many there are so many possibilities for what might happen yeah um, but i'm fully in belief of us as energetic beings there's a lot of stuff that we do that is beyond the physical body and um i believe that the only thing that changes our our form that's probably mm. as much as I want to share at yeah, the moment. <laughs> that's totally fine. Mm. Mm. So the final question is fill in the blanks. Mm. Fill in the blanks. So Belinda taught me. <sighs> How to open more into love. Wow. Belinda was always. Mm. Speaking from integrity. And allowing of my own truth. Mm. Mm. Belinda made me feel more myself. More myself. Mm. That's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. How can everyone um, get in contact with you? Check mm. out like your events. Where do we find you? Um, you can find most things on my website through Yoni Alexa. So it's www.yonielixa.com maybe yeah. the spelling might be near the, the podcast somewhere yes um, yeah it'll all be i'll put it all on my <laughs> on my um page yeah. Yeah. yeah but um you'll find my events and retreats listed on there as well and you can connect with me through email there as well and i'd love to hear from everybody you can probably find me all over the place on instagram and yes. facebook as well so. yes ah oh, so good well, thank you so much thank you thank you for your amazing questions Thank you for listening to another episode of the Practically Spiritual podcast. I cannot wait to bring the next guest on. If you have any guest requests or recommendations, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram on the handle at Jessica Palmer Official or send me through an email at jessicapalmerofficial at gmail.com. Perhaps you have an inspirational story or an important message or gift that you know that you need to share with the world. I would love to hear from you. If this podcast, this transmission has impacted your life in any way at all, I would love to know. So feel free to connect, send me an email, DM me, tag, share all the good stuff. I can't wait to hear from you. Keep striving, keep thriving.